the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Those of you that have been in, the, that are in the military, have been in the military. If you've been to a change of command, quite often that's the right time to wear your dress blues or your dress whites, your dress uniform. It's a, it's a, it's an official ceremony. It's a special occasion. That's what's going to happen on the earth. It's just going to be a change of command. Jesus is just going to come and take over and wipe out the enemies of God that are here on the earth. So these, this army, they've got the right uniform on for the occasion. You know, it's a special case when you see those who are in the military wearing their dress whites. It's an occasion that's unique and marked as special. Pastor Dan clues you in today that when the army from heaven comes with Jesus, they'll be dressed for a special ceremony, not armed for war. You see, Jesus is the one coming, proclaiming war on the world that so stubbornly rejected him. But those with him are dressed for a ceremony, inaugurating Jesus as king once and for all. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 19 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. robe is stained with the blood of those that he's judging when he comes. And look again at the verse that says, and his name is the word of God. Jesus is the word of God. That means he's the revelation of God. In John chapter 1, we're told that the word became flesh in the person of Jesus Christ. He's, he's the revelation of God In the flesh, Colossians says, in him dwells all the fullness of God, that he's he's fully God in human flesh. That's why Jesus could say to his disciples, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. Because he's the word of God, he's the revelation of God in the flesh, and he is the only revelation of God. So we have this description of Jesus at his second coming in verses 11 to 13. Now in verse 14, we see those who accompany Jesus when he returns from heaven to the earth. Jesus will not return alone, which is good news for us. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, they followed him on white Now, can you imagine this picture in your mind with Jesus, you know, riding down out of heaven on a white horse? He's got this robe on that's dipped in blood. He's got his name on his leg, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And he's got this army behind him also riding on white horses coming down out of heaven to the earth with him. 
And notice, notice it says here, it says armies, plural. It's not a single army. He's got kind of multiple armies here returning from heaven with him. And who are these, who are these armies? Who are in this, these armies? Well, I want to look at a couple verses together to kind of answer that question. So let's go to, let's go to Jude first. Jude. Turn to Jude. Jude is the book right before the book of Revelation. And here in Jude, uh, verse 14, it says, Now Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men also, saying, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment on all, to convict all who are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have committed in an ungodly way, and all the harsh things which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. Notice the number of times verse 15 uses the word ungodly. This is a judgment against the ungodly. We see in verse 14 that those that come with the Lord are his saints, those that have trusted Jesus Christ for their salvation. They return with the Lord to the earth. That's part of the armies that we see in Revelation 19. Remember, uh, the church will be taken to heaven in the rapture before the tribulation begins. And then after the tribulation is over, Jesus Christ returns to the earth and he brings his bride, the church, with him when he comes. He brings the saints that are in heaven with him when he comes. So it will include the saints, those that have trusted Christ for their salvation. So it will include you and me if you've trusted Christ. We'll be in that army coming down out of heaven, riding on horses following Jesus to the earth as he comes to establish his kingdom on the earth. And if you're thinking, well, I've never ridden a horse. I don't know if I can do that. Don't worry about it. You'll have your glorified, resurrected body. You'll be able to handle it. You'll get used to it. It's probably a long ride from heaven all the way to the earth. You'll have some time to kind of get comfortable with the saddle and the reins and all of that stuff. So the armies in heaven include the saints, the church, the believers that will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air and taken to heaven and they'll be with the Lord in heaven. And when he comes again, he'll bring his bride, the church, with him. Now turn over to Second Thessalonians chapter 1. 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 7 says, And to give you who are troubled rest with us when the Lord Jesus Christ is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels. And flaming fire, taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power when he comes in that day to be glorified in his saints and to be admired among all those who believe because our testimony among you was Believed, And so we see here in verse seven at the end of the verse that he will also return with his mighty angels. 
So those armies of heaven that ride back with Jesus Christ, it will include the saints, you and me, if you've trusted Christ, and it will include his mighty angels returning with them. Now, go back to Revelation 19. And notice how the the armies in heaven are dressed in verse 14. The armies of heaven are dressed in fine linen, white and clean. Now, this this is very unusual. I know I know many of you serve in the military uh, or have served in the past in the military. Uh, Some of you have seen uh, combat. If you're in the military, you've been in the military. uh, Let me ask you a question. Uh, When you go into combat, do you wear your dress uniform into combat? Do you wear your dress blues, your dress whites? No, of course not. You're going to wear your combat uniform. But here, this army is traveling and going into battle, uh, and they're wearing their, their dress uniform, if you will. They're wearing their dress whites as they're coming into this, this battle. Uh, they're not dressed for battle. They're, they're dressed for a ceremony. They're dressed for a celebration. Again, if you're in the military, when do you wear your dress uniform? For some kind of official ceremony. Now, why is that? Because, listen, because the armies of heaven will not do a single thing when Jesus Christ returns. They're coming into a battle, but it's going to be the most anticlimactic battle ever. Because Jesus will just speak a word. And all of the armies on the earth, all of the enemies of God will be wiped out in an instant with a word. So there's not really going to be any battle. So they're they're not really coming to a battle. They're more or less coming to a ceremony where Jesus just assumes command and control of the earth. Now, those of you that have been in that are in the military, have been in the military, if you've been to a change of command, Quite often, that's the right time to wear your dress blues or your dress whites, your dress uniform. It's, a, it's, a, it's an official ceremony. It's a special occasion. That's what's going to happen on the earth. It's just going to be a change of command. Jesus is just going to come and take over and wipe out the enemies of God that are here on the earth. So these, this army, they've got the right uniform on for the occasion. Look at verse 15. Out of his mouth goes a sharp sword that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. His, his words will go out of his mouth like a sharp sword and destroy the rebellious nations. We, we see that elsewhere in the Bible, Hebrews 4.12, where the word of God is described as alive and powerful and sharper than a two-edged sword. And his word goes out, the word of God goes out from the word of God. And it's sharper than a sword and it destroys the enemies of God that are upon the earth. And it says he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. This comes out of Psalm 2. And what that means, it's not a rod of uh, paper mache. It's not a rod of straw. Or plastic. It's a rod of iron. 
which means he will subdue the nations. And it also means that he will rule with unbending righteousness. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. You know, right right now, uh, there, there are people that, uh, that beat the system, right? There, there are people that get away with things in, in our system. But then when Jesus is ruling, he's going to rule with a rod of iron. And the rules won't be bent for anybody. No one will get away with anything. In Isaiah chapter 11, verse 4, it says, He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Verse 16, And he has on his robe and on his thigh, if you can picture him as he's on a horse, he's on a th- his thigh will be in you know, clear vision there, clear sight. And on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. I love that it's in capital letters in my Bible. King of kings and Lord of lords. When Jesus comes again, he comes to establish his kingdom on the earth. And he will be the king over all kings. And he will be the Lord over all lords. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 15, it says he will be the only potentate and king of kings and Lord of Lords. He will be the only ruler is what that means. The only ruler over all the earth when he comes and establishes kingdom. Now in verses 17 to 21, we finish here. Uh, we have the final triumph here of King Jesus against his enemies. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun and he cried with a loud voice saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people, free and slave, both small and great. And I saw the beast and the the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse And against his army. This is describing the battle of Armageddon that we've talked about before, this last war in human history. And verse 19 tells us the rebellious people of the world will gather their armies to make war against Jesus Christ. How stupid is that? I'm sorry to use that word, but to think that you could fight against God and win. But people do that all the time, don't they? Try to fight against God and resist God and pull one over on God. And they think they're going to get away with it. 
And, and here the armies of the world, they're, they're going to gather for this last battle because we're, we're going we're gonna to defeat God once and for all. We'll just go to war and destroy him. You know, we'll kill him. Mankind tried to kill God once before, right? They crucified him. And three days later, he rose from the dead. <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat him, you know? You can't keep him down. There's no way they're going to win against him. It's amazing how just twisted our thinking can be to think that we can beat God. It reminds me of the parable that Jesus told of the, uh, the landowner who leased out his land. And then when it came time to collect the rent, he sent the servant to collect the rent. And they beat the servant up, but they wouldn't pay him. So he sent another servant and another servant, and they beat some and killed some. And then finally, he sent his son, and he said, they'll have respect for my son. And the, what do the people that are leasing the land say? Well, this is his son. He's the heir. If we kill the son, then the land will be ours. That's not how it works. You know, if you kill the owner of, of a piece of property, you don't get his property. You go to jail, Right. But in their minds, they thought, we'll kill him, and then the land becomes ours. Just twist it. And here, at the end of, at the, end of the age, all, all of the people on the earth at that time that have rebelled against God, they're going to think, okay, you know what we'll do? We'll just gather all of our armies together, and we'll just go to war against Jesus, and we'll just destroy him once and for all, and be done with him. And then we can be our own gods and rule ourselves, and we won't have to worry about him anymore. How stupid. Is that they gather together and the Bible tells us they gather together around Israel. That's where the this last battle takes place. But Jesus Christ will destroy them with just a word. You know, they don't, it's not even a long, drawn out battle. Just a word. He wipes them out. Second Thessalonians says the Lord will consume with the breath of his mouth and destroy with the brightness of his coming. Just the brightness of his coming is going to wipe out this army. And then an angel will call to the birds of the air to come and feast on the carcasses that are laying on the battlefield. Now, did you know that twice a year, over half a billion, with a B, half a billion birds migrate through Israel? It's the migratory path for birds that are migrating between Europe and Africa. So twice a year, over half a billion birds migrate through Israel. Uh, you know, the number one um, reason people travel to Israel is because it's the Holy Land to see the biblical sites. But uh, one of their second, I think it's the second um, biggest reason people travel there is to bird watch. Uh, northern Israel, north of the Galilee, there's the Hula Valley, uh, where all of these birds go and when they're migrating. They kind of settle there for a period of time during their migratory travel. So all these birds just happen, you know, God just set it up that way. All these birds just happen to travel and migrate through Israel. And this last great battle is going to take place in Israel. And then this angel is going to call to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven Say, come and gather together for the supper of the great God. And isn't it interesting that that would be the place where birds migrate in such great numbers? And they're going to have this supper there of the great God. So, so there's actually two suppers. 
in chapter 19. Did you guys notice that? We talked about the first supper last week. The marriage supper of the Lamb. And here you have the supper of the great God. So there's the marriage supper of the Lamb which takes place in heaven. That's a joyous celebration for those that have trusted in Jesus Christ for salvation. But there's also here in this passage the supper of the great God for those on the earth who reject Jesus Christ and are judged by him. And at this supper, uh, instead of eating the food, they are the food. And it's the birds of the air who are eating. So there's two suppers. Let me ask you all a question. Give me give me your attention. Which supper are you going to go to? Which supper are you going to go to? Are you going to go to the marriage supper of the Lamb, which is for those that have repented of their sins and put their faith in Jesus Christ and his death and resurrection? Or will you be part of the supper of the great God? The judgment. The judgment of God against those who have rejected him. Will it be celebration or will it be judgment? Now, I've, I've made my reservation. I know where I'm going. I'm going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And the way that you make that reservation is you repent of your sins and you put your faith in Jesus Christ. And that's how you, that's how you reserve your spot at the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven. Verse 20, we're almost finished here. Verse 20, then the beast was captured and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire, burning with brimstone. Here the word captured, it it means to just kind of snatch up. And so God at this point, he he just snatches up the beast He snatches up the false prophet and he just throws them into the lake of fire. It's kind of like a bouncer. You know, just bouncing them out, right? That's enough. He's done. Come here. Throws them out, throws them into the lake of fire. And the beast and the false prophet become now the first two inhabitants of the lake of fire. And the lake of fire is a place of burning. It's a place of torment. And those who reject God's free gift of salvation through Jesus Christ, will one day be cast into the lake of fire for all eternity. We'll see that in chapter 20 with the great white throne judgment. And then finally, verse 21, And the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds, all those half a billion birds, were filled with their flesh. And if there is one thing that chapter 19 shows us, It is this, that the judgment of God is real. The judgment of God is real. That there will come a day when God judges this world. And there will be a day when God judges those that have rejected him. And the only way to escape his judgment is through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one way that God's provided for us. And sometimes people are bothered by that, that there's only one way. And my opinion is, I'm glad there's a way, one way. I don't care. You know, as long as he's provided a way for us. That's good enough for me. You know, I'm not picky. You give me one way out of judgment, that one sounds good to me. I'll take it, right? He has provided a way, and that way is through faith in Jesus Christ. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com. Simply look under the media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, If you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number, once again, is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice, and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.